Yo, welcome to Daydream, where they dream, they drip, and when they drip, they create. It's a beautiful thing, really, but please remember to like, subscribe, and support this platform so we can keep it floating. Now let's get into it. Twins and the Children of the Black Wolf. Act 1, Chapter 1, Daydream. We pick up near the Wisconsin and Illinois border where the full moon shines in the midnight sky over a maximum security building surrounded by an ominous forest. A tunnel is shown nearby emerging from underground and as noise begins to grow, a light begins to shine out of the darkness. A train rushes out of the tunnel and heading out into the forest. As the train is racing through the forest, you can see the front window of the train is blacked out as well as the container units, so there is no way to see inside. Several minutes later, as the train is racing through the forest and the glow of the midnight, an ominous shift shakes the area. The camera pans down to one of the containers. A pause is given, and without warning, a monstrous wail screamed out from the container. As the area in the train shakes ferociously, all of a sudden the containment unit bursts open with an explosion and causes the train to rumble and veer off the tracks. The train crashes into a nearby tree and smoke and flames emerge into the sky. The explosion is seen from a nearby car window by a woman passenger. The music blaring in the car drowned the explosion and made her the only one to see it, and she turned to alert her fellow passengers. Within the dark blue four-door car, woman number one says, Whoa, you see that shit? She looks over at the people sitting in the car with her. The guy sitting next to her is sweating and angrily shouting at the driver. Young, num- young man number one says, Bruh, do you hate yourself? Young man two replies, I do if you think I'm, stop- I'm stopping in the middle of this sketch-ass road, nigga. You better use that ice cup you dried up. You sucked dry earlier. The young woman, number one, continues, and the shift in the air earlier, too. It made me feel weird and tense. Young man, number one, continues, Dude, I can't go here. It'll only take a minute. Just pull over. I'm going to explode. Young num- woman, number one, says, Y'all don't hear me? Look out the window. There's an explosion in the woods out there. The person in the passenger seat looks away from the driver in the backseat front and looks out his window to see. Young man number three says, oh shit, you're right, what happened? Woman number one, I don't know, it's it's crazy, I was daydreaming and suddenly a flash snapped me back into reality. Young man number two continues, how can that be? We are in the middle of nowhere. Is someone really camping out here? Young man number one says, why don't we pull over and call 12? Number two says, you obviously haven't heard about this place, nigga. Young man number one, though, looks confusing. A place? What place? Young man number number two continues. No, I mean a place as in P-L-A-C-E. It stands for young woman number two interrupts. People live and can't escape. Man number one looks confused. She continues, they say a secret prison is out here and it holds all the worst criminals and lunatics between Illinois and Wisconsin. Get this though, 
They say they don't just have cells, but they have containment pods that they keep people asleep while they toy with them for experiments. Scariest part is though, there's a rumor going around saying they snatch up people around the area, passing drivers too. Young, young man number one says, confused and still sweating. Y'all motherfuckers really want to see me piss myself, do you? Pull over. Young man number two. We only got 15 minutes to the next gas station. Can't you hold it so we don't have to be stranded in the sunken hole of a wilderness? A silence fills the air for a moment. Young man number one says, I am leaking. On the side of the road outside the dark blue car, a minute or so later, the car is parked on the side of the road at the bottom of the small hill where they are traveling down. Everyone except woman number two and man number three are outside the car waiting and looking out for their friend to finish peeing in the woods. Looking disappointed and tired, the driver yawned and stretched. Young, number, young man number two says he better hurry or he's paying for tow. Either that or he, look, he looks around nervously. He can spend a couple nights out here. For real, for real. I ain't staying out here much longer. Several distances into the woods from the car, while a pile of big rocks and tall trees, man number one is facing, is facing back turned to us. As a close-up occurs, you can see his shoulders relax and hear a sigh of relief. Damn. Why must you why must you forsake me with a small bladder? I know I should have saved it, but those assholes would have drunken it up while I was asleep. Damn, shoot. My shoe. <laughs> I got my shoe a little. As he is finishing up his emergency pit stop, an ominous shift has shook him. And shortly after rustling, he can hear and he, he and after a sh- and after a rustling can be heard in the distance. He turned his head around and checked it out. Nothing is there, but through the trees and bushes, you can feel a presence watching and closing in on the young man. As he finishes up, he shakes, and as he turns around while zipping up his pants, he is greeted by a young black boy in a black and white patient uniform. The young man looks, scared stiff by the boy's son experience. What? Where? A stomach growl is heard coming from the boy's stomach. He starts to approach as the man starts to step away towards the big rocks. As he edges back closer to the rocks, a voice speaks behind him, panning up as you can see a young black girl standing on top of a black rock in the same uniform, and she speaks in a low voice. Sorry. A young man, the young man jumps in fear and shouts, Whoa, what the fuck? Who are y'all? Where the fuck y'all come from? The mysterious boy says, Chew, 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 chew. The mysterious girl continues, Sorry this has to happen, but the young man continues, Fuck that's supposed to mean. The mysterious boy looks at his his sister and says, I'm starving. The mysterious girl continues and looks at the little boy. We can't just eat. It's different out here. The young man begins to panic and starts shuffling towards the direction of his driving party. But as he turned around, a squishing sound was made. And as he stopped in his tracks, he looks forward 
and blood begins clouding his eyes. The young man screams. The wail was so loud, birds and other nearby trees fled the scene. Of course, after hearing the deadly cry of his, fr of his friend, beginning to, his friends began to rush into the woods to his aid. Once there, once there, they walk around with their phone lights and notice the puddle of blood on the ground. Young woman number one screams, my fucking God, is that blood? Young man number two says, Chris, Chris, where are you? As they begin to spread out and search, a drowned cough is heard behind, behind, a, behind close by a tree. They sneak, they sneak over towards the tree with caution. And as they come behind one of the larger ones, they find their friend sitting, laying up against it before a feeling of relief could be held upon. Before, before a feeling of relief could be held upon, two of them shine their phones down on his stomach and revealed a gaping hole where his organs were supposed to be. The young man, while coughing blood and bloody eyes, whispers, kill me. He dies as his friends as his head drops back looking up. An ominous shift filled the air again, and this time everyone felt it, and this time with a feeling of horror creeping down their spines. Young woman number two says again, what the fuck? Everyone turned to look at her, and as she pointed up at the two figures staring down at them at the night, the two figures' eyes turned yellow, and after growing, and after growling, they jumped down onto the ground. You can only see their feet, and as they stood up, we can only see the back of their back of their faces, the back of their heads. We see the horror and distress grow on the faces of the group. Suddenly, the screen goes black. In bleak darkness, a glimmer of light is shining down the screen. As the camera pans in closer to the light, you can see a figure falling within it. While the figure is falling, a hand is reaching out in the opposite direction of its fall. The figure was freaking out as they were falling from the many flashes of images and scary figures around grabbing at them. They see the only way out is to reach for that hand, reaching out in the distance. The screen flashes three times as the figure gets closer and closer to the hand. And as both hands grab onto each other, one final flash occurs and suddenly eyes open. Within two different bedrooms, Max Maxine and Maxell open their eyes. Jumping up from the bed, eyes wide as, close, as closing faintly, sweat covers both their bodies. They both say, shit, my head. Uh, that, this is some bull, beep. <laughs> Opening title sequence comes in, twins pops up on the screen and the story continues. They both pulled the sheets off of themselves and swung their feet to the ground. They both stood up and stretched at the same time. Max rubbed his left eye and Maxine rubbed her right eye. They both walk forward towards their bathroom. Maxine stops at her dog to greet him good morning, and Maxell 
reaches up to his cat to give her a good morning scratch. They both continue to get ready for their day. As they are, as they are brushing their teeth, a ping sound is heard as the daily schedule and unread mail pops up on their mirror. There's a psych appointment email that reads, reschedule in a community center office message reading, YGC application. They both run a, grunt a little and spit out the toothpaste. Camera still, the camera is still in the mirror as we see them both turn away to get into the shower. In the hallway of their homes, leaving out of their rooms, they both begin to walk down the hall. Although, although as Max passes by the first door on the right, he stops and stands there. Mysteriously enough, Maxine stops as well, but she doesn't realize why and looks at her left at the wall. They both pause to continue on their way. Within Maxwell's kitchen, Maxwell walks into the kitchen, looks around and sees his roommate slash best friend's butt poking out of the fridge. All he could see was blue boxers and tall skinny legs rustling through the fridge. Maxwell says, wow, (laughs) you're awake early. Derek posts his head up from behind the fridge door. Whoa, look who's out of the back cave. You good, dude? I heard you screaming in your room. Maxo, Maxo replies, I'm good. Just a stupid nightmare, man. I see what's his name is gone. Y'all had fun last night? Derek says, dude, that party was crazy. I got shit-faced. And we threw a mattress into a pool, dude. I mean, you should have been there. Maxo walks into the kitchen counter, and after turning on the television to the news, he goes to the fridge where Derek is, pushing him to the side. As they are talking, he grabs the juice box and starts chugging it. Then he pours a cup of wa- a cup of it while Derek gives him a blank face. Maxwell says, I wish I could have, but I've been doing mad shifts for the last couple weeks, dude. <sighs> Too much stuff to do. Derek looks over at, him, over at him, past him, and at a picture on the wall. Derek says, Max, I know it's been a, I know it's been hard, man, and it's been real, and I've been real understanding with letting you do your thing, bro. But you gotta move on. Max side eyes him. From what? Derek says it's been six months since since she passed. It sucks seeing you like this, man. Max rolling his eyes. I know, I know. It's. He pauses. Maxo continues. I know. I don't know what to do, man. They close the fridge and sat at the kitchen table. Derek says, what do you mean? Maxo says, ever since she died, I've been having these nightmares, man. The view pans down from his face to the cup of juice in his hand and pans back up to Maxine's face. In Maxine's kitchen, she says, I can't sleep. It's fucking irritating. (sighs) Maxine is also in the kitchen talking to her roommate and best friend, Kiara. Kiara says, six months? What are you, cursed or some shit? Maxine says, I don't know, but, but before I wake up, there's always this hand reaching out to me, calling me to grab it. It's weird. Kiara says, that sounds scary, dude. Maxine replies, but that's just it, girl. It's not scary. Kiara looks confused by her statement. Okay, explain. Maxine explains that when I grab the hand, it feels like a piece of me is slowly connecting with something else. 
Kiara says, I don't know what to tell you, dude. You have to talk to Dr. Steele about this or some shit. I can't help you. Maxine says, I have, and it's helping, but I guess, God damn it. I just wanted to stop for real. Maxine puts her hands on her face. Back in Maxwell's kitchen, Derek continues. So you're falling into this deep place. You're scared. And this hand reaches out and makes you feel good in the end? You sure you ain't having a weird wet dream, dude? <laughs> Maxwell rolls his eyes and says, shut up, dude. This is serious. Yeah, serious for you, <laughs> Maxwell says as he giggles. You got your session today, right? Tell him about it. Yeah, I guess, man, Maxwell says. But Maxwell and Maxine lay their heads on the kitchen table. Both Kier and Derek say at the same time, Yo, wait a minute. Aren't you still trying to get that, that, that promotion? We're back with Daylight Media with the news. Both Eminem's t- attention turned towards television as Derek and Kiara feel interrupted. The news anchor continues. Today marks the 21st anniversary of the great disaster that swept the state of Chicago. Only a few survived that horrible night, but the world will remember the day of the black moon. Derek and Kiara say, this shit again? Maxine and Maxa say, shh, shut it. This is the, <laughs> there's a silent in the kitchen as everyone listens in. The news anchor continues. Now we remember the recounts of those who survived that night. And even today, we still don't know what really occurred, but many have their own theories. User TM77 commented, it was dog monsters, dude. My cousin lived in the old, in the old Chicago and said it was guerrilla warfare out there. RP, man, RP cousin Tay Tay. <laughs> we both see Eminem blink and flashes of their birth flash in their minds. The news anchor continues. On the bright side of the news, the big biotech company VTech Endocorp is creating a new form of CBD vape that will help treat pains and anxieties. Many are excited for the multi-billion dollar company has done and a lot over the years and are known for their many contributions to the city. They plan to reveal this new lace CBD vaporizer this year at Canapalooza Cup. The news anchor continues. Many are expecting to come from all over the world and celebrate this innovative form of vape and will gather in downtown Shy to not only celebrate the new vape, but also to unveil the new monument commemorating the fallen souls of old Chicago. I'm Amani Brown, and we'll be back from and we'll be back with more. The TV is still going in the background, but back in Maxine's kitchen, Kier continues. Wow, can't believe it's already been a decade since then. My parents always told me it felt like <laughs> it felt like the purge was going on. People were eating and killing each other. Wow. Maxine looks away from the TV to her. And Maxine, inside Maxine's tea, Maxine's kitchen, Kier continues. My mom said they saw everything from the robbing, looting, destruction, even people eating people. Back in Maxwell's kitchen, Derek also continues. It's crazy, man. I mean, understand. I understand the rioting, but eating niggas? I don't know what's happened back then, but I can't imagine it happening today, bro. 
I mean, if it's me and you, if it's me or you, and I, cho- I choose me, nigga, you ain't eating me. Back in Maxine's kitchen, Kiera says, I'm gonna kill a motherfucker out here. I don't play that bullshit, real talk. Maxine and Maxwell both laugh, <laughs> laugh at their friends. Back in Maxwell's kitchen, Maxwell says, well, let's just worry about surviving now. Then both Maxwell and Maxine say, you working today? The other two reply, yep, got a ton of orders to deliver. And if I remember right, you do too. <laughs> Maxine and Maxwell both work at the community center as carriers, as well as Derek and Kiara. Maxwell says, shit, I almost forgot. Maxine says, I know, I know. I still got today to deliver the package. Kiara rolls her eyes and makes a face. Derek says, you know how Daryl is, dude? If he catches you fucking around, there's nothing I can do to help. Maxwell says, I doubt that, but I get it. Thanks for helping me get this job out of the way. Good thing Derek really likes you, man. I don't. I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills before this. Derek rolls his eyes and says, don't remind me. And no problem, man. We bros to D-Day, right? Both Maxwell and Maxine dap each other up. Maxine says, can't wait to get promoted. I'm going to be doing something better than delivering soon on God. Chill, girl. You just started a couple months ago. Focus on the shit you already got in your plate, nigga, Kira says. Whatever, I'm just planning out my future goals, says Maxine. Maxie, I wish you'd stop trying to be her already. It's weird. Who the hell am I, Maxine says, before interrupted by Kira. Yo, sister, that's who. Stop. You're going to lose out on what you have and if you keep looking over her shoulder all the damn time. Maxine side-eyes her and continues to eat. Beep, 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 beep. Watch alarm, watch alarm goes off on both Eminem's watches. Derek says, Well, we better get moving, bro. We got a long day. I'm going to get ready while you finish eating. Kier also says, Give me a couple minutes, girl. I got to get my day watch. Both Derek and Kier exit the kitchen. One part of the screen shows Maxell on the right side of the screen and Maxine on the left side, both looking down eating their breakfast, and after a couple of seconds, they both look up. It looks as if they are staring at each other, then under their breath, they say, I can feel you. Maxine's right hand and Maxell's left hand slowly slides towards each other, and as their fingers touch the tips, a small jolt of electricity hits them both. They snatch their hands back quickly, look at them, and then look forward at each other across the table and see each other. They scream. They shout as they fall to the t- fall off their chairs. Shook by what they saw, they climb back up on the table, but this time they couldn't see each other. This time they both sighed and said as they looked back up, I can see you. And the screen goes black.